Being green can be so sexy. Well, at least you can be sexy and keep it green. Check out the Green Divas Eco Sexy Podcast for ways to keep it green in the bedroom or wherever you like to have sex. Well, another fabulous eco sexy segment, this time with Wendy Strager. Strager? Strager. Oh my God, you did tell me, and for some reason I just massacred it again. Pronounce your name? Strager. Strager. See, you yeah, said the it. The Invisible A. The yeah. Invisible A. It's such interesting mm-hmm. um, spelling anyway. She is the founder and CEO of Good Clean Love. She's an author a loveologist, all about relationships, love, and sex. And so we're going to be hopefully speaking, Wendy's going to become one of our go-to eco-sexy experts. But today I think we're going to talk about something that we haven't really covered yet, and I think it's really important, and that was that we were discussing it before, the connection between spirituality um, our our inner connection and how that affects um, our sex life and our relationships. Hi, Wendy. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, there I was, babbling away all by myself. <laughs> Long um, introduction, but you deserve it. Well, thanks for all that. And, you know, I think actually it's an incredibly important topic um, and, you know, something that I have learned really in my own life. But, I, you know, here's the truth of love. The, the the basic, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about sexual love or or friendship love or romantic love. It's like if we don't have that connection to ourselves, if we don't have some capacity to love ourselves, which really I think is a spiritual endeavor at the end of the day, then, you know, and I see this happen all the time. You know, you can have a Mack truck of love coming at you, and you will find a reason for it to not be yours. Yeah, you know, that's... so we turn away from love so frequently because we don't have that connection internally. You know, and how we think about ourselves and the relationships we're in is literally the groundwork that we build a fire of sexuality on. Yeah. And so if you're if you're living in a marsh or you know on you know uh, you know an arid des- desert, right? You know, because of the way you the, the way you think about yourself and the fact that you have not really taken the time to build a relationship to your own heart, then you could be having all the love in the world coming to you and you won't feel it. Yeah. And it's tragic, actually. It's really, really tragic. Well, it is because how many people run around and go, why am I alone and why is this not happening for mm-hmm. me? And mm-hmm. uh, this could be one potential thing is that we're turning ourselves off when we're not connected. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the truth is that, I mean, this is my all-time favorite Buddha quote, but, you know, he said that, you know, that really there is no one in the world that deserves your love and affection more than you yourself. And I still remember the very first day I ever read that quote and realized just like how little time I had ever spent at sort of my own esteem, you know, just believing that I was lovable. And, you know, and I, and many of us grow up without that messaging and, um, and, and really we don't understand that that, that is the heart of the matter. And really until we start to heal that space, you know, you could have, you could have 
men falling all over you, can, yeah. or women, as the case may be, right. and you will not experience that love because because you you have no you have no container in yourself to hold love, yeah. which really ultimately is what meditation and spiritual endeavors gives us. Right? It yes. gives us this quiet place where we can hold our own love. Well, and it, and there is something about receiving because I think many of us are so busy doing, 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 giving, 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 and we just don't stop um, for meditation or to, to just be open to what the universe is offering us, whether it's a love relationship or health, you know. Mm-hmm. It's true, and many, many, many people are very bad receivers, you know, <laughs> or it's not even that they're bad receivers, it's that they're completely unskilled at receiving and and I do I do agree with you that that those two acts or those two intentions in life are are deeply connected. Yeah. You know, to the degree that I could not believe that I was worthy of my own love, how could I receive it from anybody else? I couldn't. Yeah, and that's a that's a sad state of affairs that is probably more common than than anybody really wants to admit. So the importance yeah. of like I always like to say, it's an inside job. Really, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not that there's something external blocking us. A lot of the time, percentage-wise, it's really what how we're treating ourselves from the inside out. It's exactly that. And you know, I have done a ton of work on this, and I'm also working on a book on this about positivity. But we don't really understand, I think, or we certainly underestimate the power of our own thinking. And so many people do not pay attention to the quality of their thoughts, right. which basically is the blueprint for their life. And so if, if you're, and, and is definitely the blueprint for the relationships you're in. So if you are having continuous negative thoughts about yourself and your partner, there's no way you're going to be able to build a passionate fire that lasts. There's no way. Yeah. No negativity, anger, resentment, all those things are just total love, passion killers, right? Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. It's like all of those emotions are real emotions. And I would never be an advocate to not feel the emotions right. you feel. I agree. So, you know, but, but turning them into ha- habitual thinking patterns is another thing. Yeah. So yep. if yep. you feel angry, feel angry. And express that anger and, and, and do it in a way that somebody can hear you, you know. But don't turn it into a map of your thinking, yeah. you know. That's the difference. You know, I would never urge somebody to not experience their emotions because it doesn't work. Right. You know, fake happiness is the worst kind of happiness. Right on. You know, and, and, and fake positivity. It makes you sick. You know, have your emotions, but actually choose thoughts that are going to cultivate the life you want. And I really believe everybody wants to be loved and they want to be sexual and they want to be in a sexual relationship that feeds them. And so what kind of thoughts could you create that would foster that? Well, and this is where sort of meditation, um, some kind of inner practice that helps you connect and reconnect too. If you do have, maybe uh, a lot of people have that sort of, anger underneath that they're not in con- in contact with and they have to really kind of experience it identify it deal with it so that they can move on um to well, other you, things. you know i love what you just said and really how i think about meditation and many people are afraid or they don't know how to do it or they think they won't be good enough but i think if people were to just consider 
meditation as a break yeah. in their thinking time yeah. so that they could learn how to feel, yeah. right? Because when we, when, we, when we practice slowing our thinking down, we get a glimpse of it. So that's yeah. one thing that happens. But we also have a visceral experience where we can feel what's happening in our body in a way that many times our thinking cuts us off to. And really, I feel like the, the disease of our time, yeah. which kills more relationships prematurely than any other thing that could happen, is, our, is, is that we don't have a high skill level in feeling our own feelings and naming them yes. and being yes. emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And meditation is a gift that we give ourselves to learn that skill. Wow, that was I lo- and I love that concept of you said it before. Someone is just unskilled at at that, and, I, and using you know, the word skill is really because it is like a practice, right? But you know, it, everything is a practice. And love, you know, when I wrote my first book, Love That Works, love is really you could break it down into four skill sets. You know, how you communicate, how you show up for people, how you think, and then how you engage in an intimate way physically. And those are all skill sets, which means that that the truth of the seed of that is born in all of us. We all have the capacity to be good at all those things. But most of us don't practice those things. Right. Well, I'm going to practice it now for the rest of the day for sure. (laughs) I do try to practice it every day. And uh, I want to thank you because I could obviously just talk to you all day. I yeah, love. Can I say one more thing yeah. to you before we say goodbye? Yeah. Yes, Here's please. Here's the thing that I always tell people, and I think it's really important in terms of actually choosing this practice, not just today, but every day. Right. At the very end of your life, in the last 10 minutes, in the last 10 breaths, the only thing that you're going to care about, the only thing that will even occur to you is who you love and who loves you back. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so if you just consider how can I practice for those last moments of my life, it's always going to bring you back to these practices for love. Yeah. Wow. That's actually very profound, and I just really definitely totally shifted my entire day right there. So for for our listeners, I hope that you felt that and that you listen to Wendy and, um, you know, take take a moment to get in touch with yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, I'm looking forward to talking to you more soon. Thanks so much for having me. All right, people, stay tuned. Turned on yet? Well, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. To learn more about this Green Divas eco-sexy podcast and find other low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. 